Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I'm going to talk about baby play, also known as limbic bonding. And this is a really important part of Connected Parenting. It's one of the pillars. So having those moments where you deeply connect with your child, where you just look in their eyes and rub noses and put your hands on their cheeks or play with them or tickle them, um, in those precious moments, incredible things are happening. Uh, you're bonding you're building emotional resilience, you're actually strengthening the immune system, you're speeding up neuroplasticity. It is really a wonderful, wonderful gift, and you get all the bounce back. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week, and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So this is a really important part of connected parenting. And I'll talk about what actually happens biochemically in these moments when you're deeply connected to your child or anyone for that matter. Um, but what's really important about this is I often get people asking me questions like, well, you know, if you baby them, if you talk to them like a baby or have those moments with them, aren't you just encouraging that behavior? Aren't you just kind of slowing down their development? And the answer is a resounding no. You're actually speeding up their development. And I'll explain. So first, here's what happens. When you are gazing in your child's eyes, just putting your hands on their cheeks and just looking straight into their eyes and just smiling and creating this warm moment, oxytocin, which is a very powerful uh, neurotransmitter slash uh, hormone that releases uh, all kinds of amazing other chemicals. So that releases, but also endorphins and, and uh, natural opiates. These are known as reward chemicals and they feel wonderful. They feel good and we all seek them. In fact, not having them early on in life makes us forever want to seek reward chemicals in the future. And often we seek all kinds of reward chemicals that we've done that aren't necessarily good for us. Um, so making sure your child has a lot of that during childhood is actually really protective and really important. So as you know, if you've heard my podcast before, you know that oxytocin strengthens the immune system, speeds up neuroplasticity. It is a cortisol blocker. So it reduces cortisol, which is the hormone that makes everyone anxious and upset. Um, and you get the bounce back, which means you're actually getting these wonderful um, biochemicals as well. So it really is the neurobiology of love and it's incredibly nourishing. It's brain food, it's emotional nutrition. So what often happens with children, you know, they cling or they pull at you or they want you not to leave when it's time to go to bed and come back and no mommy and daddy, one more minute, one more minute, one more minute, or pick me up, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. And you sort of get into this um, clingy sort of state with kids and when that happens, they are asking for attention. They're asking to be seen. They're asking for a moment with you and sometimes many more moments with you, um, but it's very, very important to them. And as we say things like, stop it in a minute, leave me alone. Can't you just let me do this? Why can't, Why do you always have to you know, do this to me? I need a minute. Um, as we do that, we're creating more of a pendulum, more of an anxious state so that they want you even more. They're anxious that you're not going to be able to give them the time that they need, or if they do get it, they don't know when they're going to have it again. So they get more clingy and more intense. As that happens, 
we have a different response to that. Oh my God, I can't get a second. I can't breathe. This kid is all over me. Um, I give them so much. I do everything for them. Why isn't it ever enough? And as we swing through that pendulum, we're just creating more angst in our child. So I usually call this steering into the skid. So in these moments, you actually want to turn around and give them what they need. Now, maybe you can't in that moment. So in that moment, you'd say, come here for a second. Oh my gosh, I want to give you like all these kisses and hugs. And I want to spend all this time with you. And I can't wait, but I need to finish this task. Can you give me a minute? So that the urgency is there. The intention is there. And it's very clear that you want to spend that time with them and you've heard them. Because if you just say, I will just a minute later, they're not going to hear the warmth in that. They're not going to hear the intention in that. And they'll probably keep bugging you. So that's the first thing. The second is that you actually want to initiate some of this. So without them asking, you want to go up to them and tickle them and rub noses and pretend they're a baby for a minute, or um, I don't know, just like pretend you're a monster and you're chasing them. Just have this lovely moment where you have a connection and you're initiating it. The more that you initiate it, the happier and more settled your child feels and the less that pendulum swings. So they start to feel, oh, mom, mom keeps coming around and doing this, or dad, dad keeps doing this for me. Um, okay, maybe, I, maybe this isn't so scarce. Maybe there is no scarcity here. Maybe there is no lack here, and I don't have to fight so hard for this. It keeps coming without me asking. The other advantage to this is that you're also doing this on your own terms. So when you have a minute, you're like, okay, this would be a great time to just do this. Now, this is particularly helpful when kids are really clingy and or whiny. So there's, you know, especially younger kids are like, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. Um, and, and they sort of cling and they hold and they grab on. And, and sometimes it can be so tactile and so overwhelming as a parent, especially if you have multiple kids all kind of hanging on you, it can be really overwhelming for your brain, for your limbic system. But for a kid who's really clingy, I usually recommend mindfully and willingly turning around and saying, come here, do you want me to pick you up? And when the child wants to get down, not in a sarcastic way, in a loving, wonderful way, you say, not yet. Let me just carry you for a few more minutes. And what will usually happen is your child will go, no, no, put me down. And you have sort of the opposite happening. Um, and as you're sort of engaging in this way, the whole thing starts to settle down and you'll start to see less clinging, less begging, less asking, um, the other thing that's so important to remember, it, and I'm sure you hear this from people, but it really is true. Um, these, the younger childhood years go so quickly that they won't want you to pick them up and they won't want you to talk to them. And they'll, you know, when, in, in a few short years, they'll be, get out, leave me alone, <laughs> slamming the door. So this is a temporary state. It, it really is a stage. And once you kind of fill that bucket up a little bit, um, it'll it'll make a huge difference. Some kids are super needy, and honestly, there you can never fill that bucket enough. So try this anyway, and then after you've done a lot of this, then you can set a limit and say, "I love you, and I believe in you, and I trust you, and we've spent all kinds of fun time together." But now I need you to let me be so I can finish this. Then you can set that boundary, um, and actually do what you need to do so that you because <laughs> you have things that you have to finish and things that you do need to, to tend to. Um, with teenagers, it's funny. A lot of people say to me, I'm not going to do this with my teenager. <laughs> That's not going to work. And the truth is it will work. Like for most teens, they will love it. They will actually 
love it. Um, and it's surprising. You wouldn't think so, um, but they will. And, and if they're like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, instead of saying, you're so rude and I hope you have a teenager one day and they do this to you and you feel like how it feels and stomp away. Without doing that, just, just really in a neutral way, try to use the calm technique and go, you know what? Get it, just treated you like a baby. I'm sure that drove you crazy, but you are always my baby and I love you. And I wish that could have gone differently, but that's okay. And then walk away. I guarantee you in a few moments, they will come back and they'll either say sorry or they'll put your their head on your shoulder or they'll give you a little bump with a hip or they won't go oh, quite as quickly when you're in the room. You'll see these beautiful little connectors that actually really do work. And, and it's so powerful. And, you know, the other thing I want you to think about too, is, you know, when it, when you have a child, that's really difficult, that's just, you know, huge counter will, everything's no, everything's an issue. Everything's impossibly difficult with them. You know, this is really important to do with them. I always say to parents that the child that you least feel like doing this with is the child who needs this the most. And the other thing I say, which is really true, if this is the one thing you do, if this is the one connected parenting strategy that you actually focus on, you will see a change in your child's behavior. This is absolutely powerful. It's, it is a very powerful medicine. It is what we all need. It is what we all crave. Um, it really builds those bonds. And then when, when your teenager especially is away from you, they're going to remember that glow, that wonderful feeling that they had with you. And they're going to want to make better choices. And they're going to sort of keep you in their mind and in their heart when they're making decisions at a party or you know, with what other things that they need to do. Um, there's so much evidence too that um, connection is really the antidote to addiction. So addiction is such a huge problem with um, teenagers, but also kids with video games and social media and us with all of those things. Um, so it really is important to know that connection um, is the power is a very powerful antidote to that. So it's I call it steering into the skid. It's often doing the opposite of what you think. Your brain will tell you, you know, if I feed in and give into this, pick me up, pick me up, clingy stuff baby stuff when my eight or nine-year-old is talking like a baby, um, which is very common. Sometimes kids will do that. Um, I'm going to be giving into this behavior. I'm going to be rewarding this behavior. I'm going to be setting them back um, maturationally. And it's absolutely not true. The more you go with it, the more you enjoy it while you go with it, the, the less you will need to do it. And that's the absolute truth. Um, it's worth investing in. And for dads listening, there's something that I call the father effect. I actually did a, a podcast on this. When dads do this, it's supercharged. And remember, there's a difference between baby play, which I've talked about, and that's kind of tickling and wrestling and, you know, hide and seek and those kinds of rough and tumble sort of games, which are really important for kids to get that adrenaline and get their energy out and also regulate off of that. This is quite different. This is more of a, a soft kind of nurturing nature. This is, you know, just hugging, hugging them and talking to them like they're a baby and rubbing noses and putting your hands on their cheeks. And if your child is uncomfortable with this or rejects this, um, then you use baby, use baby pictures, use videos, pull out a little stuffed animal that they loved when they were little and say, can you believe this? This is your little bunny used to love this. You know, or find a little outfit and go, oh my gosh, can you believe you 
ever fit into this and don't make such a big deal out of it. Just have a little moment and then let that moment just sort of resonate and sit with them and then watch. Often you'll see a few minutes later, or even a few hours later, they'll come back to you. They'll come back to you and they'll, I don't know, give you a little hug or they'll give you a smile or they'll put their arm around you. They'll, they'll come back. They really will. Um, this is medicine. It is medicine. It is healthy. It is brain food. Is it, it is emotional nutrition. So go ahead and baby them. It really works. And if you want more information on this, because this is just one of the aspects of connected parenting, we've got go to connectedparenting.com. We've got our online classes. I have classes that are just um, on-demand video. I have others uh, and courses that are um, that I interact with everyone in. I'm I'm there on which, uh, monthly coaching calls. Uh, and an active in the closed Facebook group. We've got our village, which is a fantastic place to have families uh, meet together with a couple of our uh, connected parenting coaches and therapists to get parenting advice and to practice some of these techniques. Um, we have a whole team of people at Connected Parenting. We have a number of ways uh, that we're, we try to reach out and give you all that you need to help you in your parenting journey. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.